Welcome to The Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there's more than one way to heal. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. And I am Brandon Harris-Williams. Come on with the new introduction. Let them know. <laughs> Back and better than ever. Come on. Listen, we're making our way towards 50 episodes. Come on. Yeah, hey, attitude like Pat LaBelle. I love it. <laughs> Actually, we're making our way towards our one-year anniversary. So, yes. Listen, ever-evolving. Come on. <laughs> you can't stay stagnant and grow. Listen, let them know. Tell them about it. It's all about growth over here. Come on. Because that's how you what? Heal. How about it? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of healing, uh, July is Minority Mental Health Month, Mr. BHW. Look at that. I love how there's like a month for everything. It's just not. Of course, they're not as promoted. You know what I'm saying? Different ones aren't. Right. But I saw somebody post that the other day and I was like, well, go ahead. Listen. Listen. (laughs) And I'm and I'm like it fits in perfectly for us. So I was like, there we go. And that's the reason why you know we we made the decision that we we needed to understand that the healing space in general is simply a mental health podcast. It's like we don't really need to make episodes that are geared specifically towards mental health. The whole show is. So it's like there you go. Healing through laughter and pop culture, and then the different interviews that we have. It's just all a different types or methods to get your own healing or take little nuggets for yourself listen, you know listen carry them with you carry them <laughs> and you have options of how you can hear it you know apple Podcasts, soundcloud stitcher google play overcast listen Morning. listen and and if you decide that you want an extended one you can always go on youtube and listen to the live shows and watch them you know talk about it talk about it so many ways and if to you friend your mama, brother, sister, cousin, daddy, whoever don't have the the platform that you use, they can use one of the other ones that you mentioned. Listen, come on. Everybody heals. <laughs> don't be stingy with the healing. Don't do that. Don't be stingy with the healing. That's a hashtag. Listen, don't be stingy with the healing. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> Spread that healing out. <laughs> I'm gonna die. That's what I'm gonna do. Just lightly nod. <laughs> okay, so let's get into our weekends. So, okay. uh, Saturday. Saturday, I taught yoga earlier in the day, and that was a lot of fun because mm-hmm. um, that was my one-on-one with Kevin from the Outline Podcast. So... We had our session, and that was awesome. And for the rest of the day, I think I just pretty much chilled out. I um I binged because I needed to make sure that I had Luke Cage, which we're going to talk about in a little while. I had that season done so that we could converse about that here on the show. But I think that was just my Saturday, just teaching, and that was all. Other than that, I just chilled out. It was too hot outside to do a whole lot of other stuff. Listen. <laughs> Listen. I say all of that, and then my Sunday was spent on top of Stone Mountain teaching yoga. (laughs) But the good thing is, I was up there earlier in the morning, so it wasn't so hot yet. I think we were up there at, like, what, 9 o'clock, 9.30 a.m.? So, yeah, yeah, it wasn't, like, you know, scorching. By the time we were coming down the mountain was when it was starting to get to the point where it was like, okay, we better get ignorant on you. But uh, it was supposed to rain, and I think it ended up not raining yesterday until like four o'clock in the afternoon. So everyone's like making this mass exodus down down the hill because it started getting dark. Like the clouds, you could just see them coming in. If you look at my pictures on my uh, Instagram uh, page, uh, Scorpiogi, you'll see literally this dark cloud over us as I'm posing. And we were like, let's hurry up and get our poses in so that we can get down the mountain. <laughs> No rain, none. I was like, "Oh, Mother Nature, such a funny sense of humor." You're, you're, you're so funny. But um, but then after that, I spent the day with uh, DVZ, Miss Sedonvinia herself, and she and I were just all over the place. Like it was just really cool. Like I went with her. She had a few uh, errands she had to run, and I was like, "Sure, I'll tag along. No reason to go home." Um, so we did that. And that was really cool. And then after that, came back home and started preparing for the podcast and uh, some other stuff that I'll talk about when we get to, you know, what this episode is about, which is healing through accountability. 
So I'll get to some of those other things that happened last night once we get to that point. <laughs> but that was pretty much my weekend, you know. It was it was active, but you know, not a whole lot to really talk about. Just a lot of flowing, a lot of flowing in the beauty of yoga. Yeah. What about you, BHW? Um, it was very very low key. This is my weekend to work. Um, and my sleep schedule has been off all week. All week, really. Like the past week, it's been like horrible. Like I'll get off work in the morning and then I'll be up. Though by 11 o'clock most days, 12 p.m. at the latest. Mm-hmm. So, Saturday I tried to sleep and it didn't really work out that well. So, I got up. <laughs> um, I was able to get some writing done. I'm happy that I'm like really kind of inspired again, but I'm trying to turn that inspiration into discipline. Mm-hmm. But I really keep going. Um, so, I can like really finish some stuff. And so, uh, that was mostly my Saturday. It was pretty chill. It didn't even feel like a Saturday. I don't know what day it felt like. Right. But Saturday and Sunday did not feel like the weekend to me. I don't know why. Um, Sunday, again, was pretty chill. Uh, I got some small writing and stuff done. Uh, um, what else happened? I went out to dinner with my friends before work. Um, Elijah, Jenny, and Cam. That was a lot of fun because the four of us haven't all been together in a minute. Always with Cam with us or whatever. So that was fun. And then I went into work. Um, that was really it. Work was, has been fine for the most part this week. I'm just ready for it to be over. Uh, Monday night <laughs> is um, <laughs> night eight of ten in a row. Wow. But I'm looking forward-ish to the weekend. Some plans have kind of gotten derailed, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very, very low-key. Just me getting back into the habit of writing. Indeed. Indeed. And you have, listen, you've been doing it. I'm like, listen, every time I hit you up, you talk about, oh, that that gives me more time to write, or I've been writing. I'm like, listen, let these characters know you care. That's what I'm talking about. That's listen, this I'm project, because you've read, you've read an older version of this particular script. You know it's so many. Mm-hmm. So it takes, it, listen, it takes dedication, time, effort. Whew, you, it's a lot going on. You created your own family, for real. I, <laughs> goal, but I mean, the work that it takes, Jesus... Tyrone Christ, it's a lot. So, speaking of characters and, and writing, and you want to discuss Luke Cage, we'll go ahead and Culture of Pop. Indeed. Okay, to Culture of Pop time. Listen, I need for everyone <laughs> listening to understand how good Luke Cage Season 2 is. Like, okay. seriously, I'm I'm not playing around. Like, you know, we come on here, we talk about something that was really good and how we really enjoyed it. No, no. like, you need to watch Luke Cage Season 2. If you need okay. to, I, this is almost one of those situations where I'm like, if you need to see season one, go ahead. But if not, you can go ahead and skip past that and just watch. <laughs> because here's the thing: season one was great, it was. But I can speak to one of one of the biggest negatives. And, and for for the record, and I'm going to make sure to put this in the description for the episode too. This is no spoilers, no spoilers. Um, for season two, for season one, you should have watched that by now. So, um, <laughs> with. Wait, wait, wait. Well, no, I'm not going to give away anything major. I'm just saying, like, I'm going to talk about a villain that's in it um, in season uh-huh. one. Um, but there's a, uh, what is his name? Copper? Diamond. Diamondback. There we go. Diamondback. I was thinking of Cottonmouth. Um, but Diamondback is in season one. And he was really shoehorned into season one. Like, big time. There was really no reason for him to be in season one whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And... Because you look around and you're like, you have Cottonmouth, you have Black Mariah, you have Shades. Like, you already have three villains right there. So, he really was shoehorned in. And when you get to the end of season of the first season, you're literally looking at him. And the way he interacts with Luke Cage, their entire storyline is really like, there was no need for you. And that's how I felt. Like, once his storyline was done, I was like, dude, we didn't even... There was no purpose for you to even be in this season. You don't feel that way with a single solitary character in season two. In season two, it, it feels like an entire movie being told over several episodes because it literally is a starting point, a build up. You know, it feels like you're on a roller coaster. You go up, yeah. you reach the peak, you slowly begin to come down. But the, the 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 decline isn't a negative. You know, it's like it feels like okay, we're just making our way towards the end of the movie. That's what the season gives, and. Everything makes sense. Um, there, I can admit that there was a point with maybe, I think, three or four episodes left where I felt like they could have ended it right there. And mm-hmm. h- had they not had those three or four episodes left, 
the audience would have understood if it ended right there you know they continued mm-hmm. on and the good thing is is that once it continued on you didn't feel like they were doing too much or they were trying to fill too many things in or like uh, Diamondback from the first season they were shoehorning something in everything still yeah. made sense and when I say that literally every single character brought their A game every single character like there wasn't anyone who phoned in this season and two of the biggest highlights to me would be Alfred Woodard who played back Black Mariah it took so much for me to not go on Facebook over and over and just quote her I was like okay people need to see the show so I can't I can't keep quoting her in the lines that she's using. But when I say that the way she played this character, like, I want you to watch it just because I think that she'll be your favorite character on the show because of her mouth. Her mouth is off the hook. And for anybody who likes the N-word, she gives you as much of that as you can take in this season. <laughs> like she, she wears that word out. Um, but her sense of humor, and she's so sarcastic, and, like, it's the best so, but I also loved her relationship to Shades, which was uh, played by Theo Rossi. And their interaction with each other, to me, was the best part about this season. Um, because you you get a feeling of things in season one, but for them to expound on it so much in season two. And not only that, but you learn so much about both of them as well. Like I watched an interview with them and Theo was talking about how there are so many layers to their characters and you learn so much about that in season two. He wasn't joking. Like everything the cast said about season two was right. They said the season two was better than season one. They're correct. You know, um, they said that there's so much more to each character. There really is. Um, I I want to say there are some surprises. It's not really some surprises as much as as much as I'll say it is things that should have happened and that they did. Because you'll go into the season saying if you're someone who watches Marvel Knights on Netflix, meaning Marvel Knights is all of the series, what all of them are called combined, Marvel Knights. If you watch all of them, you have a pretty good idea of the relationships with everyone and the villains and all that stuff. So when you watch Luke Cage, you're saying to yourself, there are certain things that should be happening at this point, and those things actually happen. So it's like, okay, good. It's good that you understand that your your audience is, are intelligent people and that you're not playing us for dumb and trying to not put in things that you know you, know you should be putting in at this point. And uh, I, to be honest, as much as I enjoyed... And again, this this isn't a spoiler. If anything, this is me helping people so their feelings won't be let down when they see it. But Simone Missick plays Misty Knight. And we all know that she ends up getting her, uh, her what do I call it, a bionic arm now for the second season. That arm doesn't do anywhere near as much as any one of us who knows about the comic book knows that arm is capable of. So I'm just going to let you guys know that now. So you're not disappointed like I am by the end of the season where you're like, okay, I expected so much more from this arm. I guess it's going to be a slow build up toward what the arm can actually do. Sometimes, you know, you got to get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, it was was amazing. And um, oh my goodness, the elder, his uh, Reggie Kathy, was it? Reg Kathy? Um, I need to remember he is from uh, House of Cards as well he is amazing but I don't want to mess his name up Uh, I mean that is an actor you said I just don't know if that's who was on the show (laughs) Um, but yeah he played Luke Cage's father I was right Reg Cathy okay that makes me feel better because I was like, wait, I know I know his name. Yes, <laughs> Reg Kathy. Uh, he's no longer with us. And it was wonderful being able to see him in what I believe was his last major role as Luke Cage's father. And yeah, it was... It, seeing their relationship, there were so many things that pulled at you this season. Because you're watching it and you're just like, either it impacts some area of you in real life. Or just the acting like they acted their asses off they really really did and it's one of those ones where when it ends you're saying to yourself it's honestly a crime if they're not nominated for something you know Alfred needs to be walking up on that NAACP stage like listen this image award is mine let's be very clear mine like we don't need to hear who who the other nominees are this is mine and I thank you (laughs) and I thank you though (laughs) Because that's just how Black Mariah would talk. But yes. 
but yeah it was awesome make sure you check it out on netflix it uh premiered what a week ago um so yeah make sure you definitely check it out and yeah so what about you sir um just real quick about luke cage because i did hear kind of mixed reviews it's for season one but i have heard nothing but good things about season two i'm just like that we hear nothing but good things and not in a sometimes you get nothing but good things and it can be like to shade another show or to shade something else and it's like no this is just positive positivity about luke cage yeah. itself mm-hmm. and so that i feel like it's genuine that kind of makes me interested I don't know because you know, I feel like all the shows are connected, so I'm like, don't really have to watch all four. <laughs> no, you don't have to watch all four. You don't. I will say, in order to understand, well, no, you can watch season two of Luke Cage and certain characters that you're going to see. It's okay if you don't know the backstory. Someone like you probably would watch it, and not necessarily have to care. You're just like, oh, okay, it's another character, especially if you don't know who they are. If you don't know who they are, then you might be like, oh, okay, well, it's just a new person who's coming to the story. Now, when at any point in time they may vanish, you might be like, oh, shit. (laughs) I thought they were a main part of the cast. I guess they're not. So that may make you intrigued as to who they are. But other than that, no, I think you might be able to watch it and you'd be okay. Yeah. Thank you. They do reflect a lot on season one, though. I will say that. So at the very least, you may want to see season one. You don't have to watch. You definitely don't have to see Jessica Jones or uh, Daredevil. You don't have to see either one of those at all. <laughs> There's no point of reference for any of those when it comes to Luke Cage, but yeah. I cannot. Um, so, for me, um, Wait, the next show. I'm sorry. Right. I just need to say no. this for anybody who may be listening to the show, because they may try to just write us something and be like, you, you, you were wrong. Luke Cage is in Jessica Jones season one. However, you don't need to see Jessica Jones season one in order to get anything in season two. Just had to clarify. All right, I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> no, um, so I guess the two shows I want to talk about are Pose and Love Is. Indeed. Both I've talked about already, but I really want to stress how how good they are. How um, I want to stress how good they are, how much I enjoy them, and how much other people should also be watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, Pose is the Ryan Murphy show on FX. It comes on I think Sunday nights at nine or ten. Mm-hmm. Check your local listings. Fine, check it out. Um, it's a show set in the 80s you know, about ballroom culture and just about um, the queer community um, leaving their homes, finding family amongst each other and, you know, the rivalries that come with the families that are, you know, in the ball culture, but also just trying to navigate and live their best authentic lives for themselves and find the happiness that we're all searching for, basically, kind of a thing. I feel like it's really, really good. The show is so well written. I enjoy all of the actors. I love how topical it is like i was saying last week how educational they cover so many different things you know in the ball culture from the families from you know hiv aids to trans issues to on and on and on and on and on so i really i really hope it sticks around i've heard the ratings aren't that great but i do think hopefully with ryan's at least connection to fx will make it stick around long enough yeah um I don't think there's anything particular I want to say about the show other than watch it because I don't want to say anything and I might start giving stuff away and I don't want to ruin it. So especially for me because I haven't seen the last two episodes. So yeah, look, it's it's not for not wanting to. No, no, that wasn't a chew. That wasn't a chew at all. No, I was like, like the way people say this is us makes them cry and get in their feelings. Yeah, that's what Pose does for me. That's actually what Pose does for me. Like I watch hey. This Is Us, and you know I already told you I only I only get emotional with the happy stuff on This Is Us. Pose be taking me through it every episode. Listen, <laughs> and I'm like, are we really going to do this? Like every week? Okay, I guess I guess we're going to. And then you think you know you're over it because one character has an emotional moment. They're like, no, okay, but the other character has to go through something too. <laughs> you're like, okay, let me just go get my Kleenex because there's still 40 minutes left in the show and we're playing games early. Okay, cool. Um, and so, yeah, that's FX Sunday nights at 9 or 10. I don't know the correct time, so I don't want to lie to y'all. Mm-hmm. But check it out if you haven't been already. And then also, um, Love Is, which is from Mark Rocket Kill, is on OWN. It comes on Tuesday nights at 10 or 9. I don't know why I don't remember right. the time. like, listen. <laughs> it comes on after having to have nots, which is part of my issue with OWN. It shouldn't be paired with that. I think it should be paired with, like, Queen Sugar or something. Because mm-hmm. its ratings are also suffering a little bit. But um, it's a show uh, based on Mara Barker Kill, the creator of Girlfriends, Be Mary Jane, and her husband, set in the 90s, and just their love story. It's how they met, how they fell in love, how they've navigated being in love with each other, 
and building their careers, etc. I think it's really, really good. Also, you know, I'm biased tomorrow, of course, but right. uh, <laughs> shut up. I, I just think it's good just to see, you know, just a good black love story. I just enjoy, enjoy it because I've talked about before how there's a, a lack of like romantic comedies, but they've all kind of gone away. Yes. And I think this kind of fills that void a little bit. It's not a comedy at all, but <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, I just think it's just a good, it's a nice love story to see two black people loving each other or trying to make it work with each other. So if you haven't already, you should definitely check that out. Um, if you have the own app, you can watch it on there. Can. Um, yeah, again, I don't want to give anything away because I just if I start talk, talking about it, then you'll you'll be like, you know, <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, so just watch it. <laughs> so I uh, I was attempting to look up the times for you. Love is, is you. a little bit more difficult to find, but for Pose, it is nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Um, Love is is more difficult. They're playing around. I even went to the the own app, and I'm like, okay, I can't get a time. Got you. Okay. <laughs> I know it comes on after having to have not. So whatever time that comes on on Tuesday, it comes on after. And we we know there are people watching that show. Yeah. They really. Are. That's why I'm saying I'm upset because the ratings for that are significantly higher than Love is. Mm-hmm. I think it's just weird, probably. Mm-hmm. But yes, <laughs> don't do all that. Don't do all that. Listen, you, you look. Huh. Huh. Uh, uh, I, um. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was going to slightly, I'm just going to say it, it's fine. So, because this is healing through accountability, I know we're talking about TV shows and stuff and culture of pop, um, and speaking of, you know, having the have-nots, which is a Tyler Perry production, did you want to address or discuss any of the Monique Lee Daniels saga that's continued? Do not. Okay, and that's cool, I understand. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> may they may they rest in peace. But yes. No, we're 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 killing the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Listen, black love and black excellence. Let's get at it. How about that? Okay. <laughs> uh, so so while they while they work on holding each other accountable. Brandon and I are going to do the same <laughs> when we come back from this break. <laughs> we will see you guys on the other side. <laughs> so for this week's episode, uh, Brandon actually came up with a really good idea that we should heal through accountability. And when he brought that to my attention, I was like, wow, I th- wow, this this sounds really, really good. So just really quick, BHW, before we get into it, like ex- uh, explain to them exactly what it is that we're going to, how we're going to break this down. Um, I think it's just basically the midway uh, checkpoint of the year, kind of. Because I remember I saw a month ago, everybody was like, well, we're halfway through the year. And I was like, do I not know math anymore? I was like, it's 12 months in a year. I mean, I, there's, now granted, there's nothing wrong with doing the, the check-in at the beginning of June because, you know, when you come into July, you're officially in the second half. So that's fine, but it was a lot of we're at the halfway point. I was like, um, <laughs> what calendar are y'all looking at? Just let me know. Did we lose two months? Because the end of May would be... I, I was real confused. <laughs> so I just kind of was <laughs> quietly pushed back against that. But I was like, no, now we're officially at the in the second half of the year. Just kind of looking... And I guess what we've done and kind of what we still want to do. Right. Or what is left to be done. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we broke this down into three different sections. So the first one is how do we show up for our friends? How do we hold our friends accountable? So with you, BHW, how do you hold your friends accountable? Um, I think friends uh, are not like children mm-hmm. in the sense that you know that every everyone is different and so they need different things or they respond positively to different things. Right. Like, I can't um, be direct with you or let me fix that. I, certain friends you can't be as direct with or as blunt with because they will take it more sensitively. Right. And, and they will receive what you're trying to say. Facts. So you just have to make sure you keep the message succinct enough to where they can get it, but it still is. If it's motiv- motivational, if it needs to be, or encouraging if it needs to be, or kind of tough love, kind of, you know, pull, pull that coattail a little bit if it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, to love your friends, you want to see them do better and go to the next level, especially if they've expressed something that they want to do, that you want to help them get there if you can. Absolutely. So it's it's just, you know, responding to how they respond or knowing how they will respond. Because you know your friends. You, you know, because so, some people say they want the tough love and they want you to be direct, but you know they can't. That's, that's not the friend who can take that. Listen. You, <laughs> so you're like, I hear you, and I'll, you know, it's it's funny you say that because that's pretty much this exact same situation as me when you were explaining it i was like yeah that's me you know i (laughs) i am a very very direct person but i also always know who i can be and this isn't to say that i'm fake it's just like you said navigating a person's personality so i know people who i can be my 100 percent authentic self with Meaning that there is no, I have to watch this, I have to watch that. I can just say what I want to say. Because there are people Mm -hmm. who are like me. Like me, I want you to give me the full truth. Because you can always apologize or whatever my feelings are hurt after the fact. But I want to hear the real, the real. Because it's genuinely how you feel. Didn't mean to rhyme. Um, But (laughs) it's like, there are other people where you get the energy from their personality that's like, you better mind what you say to me. Or you can't just say anything to me. And it's like, okay. So let me figure out a different way to show up for you. And so that's how I navigate my friendships, you know, and that's how it's been throughout this year, you know, because we're focusing on the last six months. So it's like that. That's how I've operated is that I have some friends who say to me, I like literally verbatim. I love that you are so direct. That's what I need. And then I have other friends where that conversation never comes up. So I'm just like, okay. So I'm going to literally flow with you <laughs> off of the way that exactly. you operate and I'll say things according to how your personality navigates that. So it's like, okay, we're having this conversation. I can be the mm-hmm man. I can be the mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. And then just wait for you to be like, and how do you feel about this? Bam, there we go. Okay, now I can say what it is that I feel because <laughs> you've given me the door now <laughs> to be able to do that. I'm not going to jump the gun and give you an un- unsolicited opinion because you don't want those things, you know. You want what you say? No, I'm saying that's true. Yeah. I'm just I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. It's like you you want that when you're ready for it. And that's respect. I can definitely respect that. Um, but then there are others who are just like, listen, whenever you feel it, because my ass can go off the rail somewhere, so you go ahead and you pull me back so that I don't go there. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting balance, but I think it also says who we are as friends if we can do that. Not meaning just me and you, but the misfits who are listening as well. It says a lot about your character because it also says you pay attention to your friends. If you can Mm. know who you can say certain things to and who you can't, it means you actually give a shit enough to pay attention to how they feel. Because there are some people who don't pay attention to that stuff at all and they just say whatever they want all willy-nilly to anyone. (laughs) And that's how they end up not having friends. (laughs) And and those are the main ones who don't want you to be direct with them, but that's all of the conversation. So, (laughs) I think, too, also part of that is uh, remembering, um, just because we're saying the half point of the year, so people who do revolutions or New Year's resolutions, um, you can remember certain ones that they are, certain goals that they've set, Mm -hmm. and so it's like, so how's so-and-so going, or have you followed up with such-and-such, or when is, you know, it's like, okay, time ticking, like, you said you want to do XYZ by March, April the 1st, (laughs) what's up? (laughs) We're crossing that one off the list. We're going we gonna to go to the second half. What are we doing? What are we doing? Or you know, if, if, if it's approaching, it's like, okay, so you said you wanted to do XYZ by July 15th. Right. Or July 10th. Yeah. Now, you can do it in five days, but are you going to start today? But are you going to start today? Listen, ask the questions, though. Ask the questions. Because you, you may have an attitude with me now, but once you're done, you'll appreciate that I gave a shit enough to say something. You know? Absolutely. You can also go the extra step to say, or do you want me to not bring it up? Mm-hmm. Like, because some people don't want to be held accountable, which is fine. Ish. Speak. Ish. <laughs> but yeah. I can't stand you. People need no, to I, always I, see I, you I on screen. Like, I, I said it, but I was like, yeah, I don't really believe that. So I had to put the ish. I was uh-huh. like, because I don't know if you need to be held accountable 100% for everything. Right, right, but right. In the certain goals and stuff, it's like, okay, well, I want you to do better. You want to do better. So let's let me push you. Absolutely. No, because I, I can admit that would get on my nerves if I had somebody trying to hold me accountable for everything. Cal- calm down. Calm down. <laughs> like, all oh, that's not needed. So, yes, I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so the second one, <laughs> the second will be how do our friends hold us accountable? 
you know, like how do they show up for us? So how is that? How has that happened with you over the last six months? Um, it's always a surprise. Mm-hmm. I have uh, very very low expectations. Like I love my friends. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just very. If I do things on my own, I still struggle with asking for help. So when people do show up, it's like, OMG, like you were really paying attention. Like I didn't even, like I had said XYZ was wrong, but I didn't, I wasn't expecting you to help me with it or try to solve it or do anything, right. you know. I'm always that person to others, but when yeah. it's reciprocated, now I need to go buy Ola Cry in the bathroom real quick. Like, let me. <laughs> so, or also too, though, like, I was saying, like, me giving tough love to others, it's tough love reciprocated, too. Right. It's like, okay, so I'm tired of talking about so-and-so. Like, writing, for example. Like, you've been talking about it. So, where is my script? Right. <laughs> like, in my email. Like, where is it? <laughs> like, well, it's, no, but where is it, though? Like, are you, what are you, you know, what are you doing right. other than writing? <laughs> so, so, Yeah. Because I think, because I, I think myself, for most things, I can't, I'm a person who can receive the honesty and directness. Right. Um, for most things. Yeah. So, I can, you know, if somebody gets tough love with me, or gives me tough love, then I can hear what they're saying. Yes. Yes. I I can admit with me, I can take tough love, but I'm a, I'm a huge, huge proponent of uh, tact. Like, big time. Because I'm the kind of person where I feel like a person who doesn't have tact is someone who doesn't care to have tact. And that I have an issue with, you know. Um, Because my thing is, I like people to be direct. But I'm direct and still know what I can and can't say to a person. So it's like when you don't even give a shit and you literally just say whatever, it's like, no, no, no. That's how you want someone to speak to you. (laughs) That's not how your friend wants to be spoken to. So again, are you paying attention to your friend? You feel me? <laughs> but um, but what I will say is that the last six months, the way that my friends have held me accountable has been in the most beautiful, most positive way, you know? And it hasn't been a lot of pushing needed. It's actually been because they see that I'm pushing that my friends have shown up for me, you included, you know? It's like the way that my friends have shown up for me has been I wouldn't I wouldn't have made it through this last year here with everything that I've gone through if it wasn't my like I had someone say to me the other day that the reason why they show up for me the way they do is because they see that one I'm not constantly putting my hand out even though of this, the situation that I'm in right now and also the fact that they see me fighting for it they said because of that I'm constantly in your corner and I want to see you win I want to see you succeed you know so yeah. I guess for me, as far as accountability goes, it more so shows up in the way of my friends just cheering me on to finally get across this finish line, you know, to finally achieve what it is that I've been going after since I moved here to Atlanta. So that's how the accountability has shown up, because it hasn't had to be a thing of, you know, are you getting this done? Are you taking care of this? Because a lot of it has been like, no, I absolutely have to do that. Now, every now and then, it'll be a situation. Like, I think you and I may have had a situation, you know, or two, where you've come to me and be like, has this been done or that been done? Because I can admit, earlier in my time here, I wasn't as gung-ho as I am here towards the finish line, you know? Because in the beginning, (laughs) I think I was more comfortable because in my mind, I'm like, everything's going to come easy, you know? Like, it's all, everything's perfectly fine. And then reality kicked in. <laughs> and it was like, oh, not so much. <laughs> not so much. So, yeah. So, it's it's been, it's been a blessing that I've had people who have made so much space for me and haven't mm-hmm. let me fall, you know? So, it's, it's a wonderful feeling to have people refuse to let you get to a point where you can't do it anymore. And they keep you lifted and keep pushing you. So, yeah, that's how my friends have shown up for me. And I think, too, because I know I use the parent-child analogy, but nobody really wants to be your parent. And so if you're seeing the effort, then a lot of times accountability from your friends is just going to be that encouragement. Like, I already see you pushing, so let me kind of continue to push you. I don't have to keep saying, are you doing so-and-so? Is this happening? Because I see the effort that you're putting in. I know it's going to come to pass at some point kind of thing. You're working towards something. Yeah. So I don't have to constantly check you on. I just have to check in on you. Come on. Wait a minute. Pause. 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 Don't you don't you go past that jam. <laughs> I don't have to check you. I just need to check in on you. I will fight you through this computer right now. <laughs> you better... Fighting me. 
He's so violent. You better speak a word. Listen, (laughs) this BHW boy, I be telling you, y'all be ready. (laughs) Y'all be ready. Come on. He's a writer. He's ready for you with the words. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Okay, so our last one is how do we hold ourselves accountable? Have we shown up for ourselves over the last six months? So what about you, sir? Mm, so, oh, come on. Listen, listen. Always, you did that food, yeah. and I felt like the both of us about to get water, watery in the eyes right now. <laughs> Always easier to hold others accountable than mm-hmm. it is to hold yourself. Well, Easy. I'll speak for myself. If we hold myself accountable. Okay. Because it's like, um, if others have told you their tangible goals or accomplishments, it's like it's already put out there, so you can kind of check in on it. Right. Me, for example, if I don't tell you what I'm working towards, you can't hold me accountable, and I technically can't hold myself accountable because it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no goal that we're working towards, so we're not, we're fine. Right. It's okay. Like, we're just chugging right along, you know, there's nothing to, <laughs> there's nothing to accomplish because I didn't make it a point to, to get there, if that makes any sense. Right. So I'm really trying to move past that. I think that was part of the reason, too, why I was like, this is a midway point, because it's like, hey, six months have passed, what is, what has happened? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I think, um, definitely, Maybe life things, whatever have happened, like, you know, I've been, like, coming into more of being an adult. I've, you know, I had to get a new car recently. You know, certain things have, have pushed, you know, work is going fine. But it's like, okay, like, these are all great and foundational things. Right. But these, that's not where you want to stay. Yeah. So what are we doing creatively to get to the next step? What are we doing, you know what I'm saying, to spread the podcast further? Like, what are we doing to to move the, the, the areas that you are really passionate and interested in? to progress. And so it's like, okay, so I need to get myself together. Right. So <laughs> the second half will definitely is going to be better than the first half. Yeah. It's like I was saying earlier, pretty stagnant. But yeah. Yeah. We're gonna move for it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I I consider myself to be a very transparent person. I have done my best since the creation of the podcast to make sure that I I show up completely because I feel like that's how our listeners feel like they have more of a connection to you, you know? Um, mm-hmm. they, they know, okay, he or she is going through something the same way I am, you know? So it, it has been, it's been refreshing because I'm also one of those people who believes that if you put it all out there, no one can hold anything against you as well. So, you know, it's like I've had episodes of the podcast where I've talked about things that I've done sexually because I'm like if I talk about that if you already know that there's a sex video out there then when the sex video becomes public you can't shame me because I said I talked about it already how about that you feel me (laughs) when I talked about what was that last week or the week before when I talked about my leather experience okay I've already talked about the fact that I've experienced kinks and S&M and stuff so now you can't hold that against me so it's like I, I love that we have this platform where we can be our true fully authentic selves because not only can we help and heal others but then people can't try to use our lives against us as if we're trying to do things in secret you feel me so I say all of that to say that next week exactly we're recording this on Monday exactly one week away from today I'm supposed to be starting my dream job and <laughs> oh lord <laughs> thank you excitement sorry i know you don't do excitement but i do excitement. but you do excite. okay respect respect <laughs> so i um mm. i am i am in an interesting place right now because in total transparency, it feels like it's not the 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 dunk that I thought it was. I thought it was done. I thought it was over. I thought it was mine. Uh, but I'm sitting here and I'm just like, okay, is there a possibility that come next Monday it won't be mine? I'm speaking mm-hmm. into the universe and saying it's mine. You know, this is mine. I fought for this. But it's like that that feeling is just like, so that, that is one thing that over the last six months, shoot, over the last year and some months I've worked toward <laughs> is this this goal that I feel like I'm finally going to get come next Monday. So mm-hmm. yeah, over the last six months I've been working my ass off to get there. 
And shout out and much love to everyone who has been in my corner and helped me to get there. Because Lord knows this is not an effort that was by myself. So that's probably the biggest thing that, you know, I've held myself accountable for was to make sure that my ass gets this job. And so that that has been a, a beautiful journey. And I'm glad that I showed up for myself the way that I have, because I could have just been what was me. I could have just gone mm-hmm. back to Baltimore I could have said to myself, nothing like this has happened to me before and been broken, you know, but I didn't give up. Mm-hmm. So that's been the biggest thing. Uh, the next, I swear, I feel like everything pales in comparison to that. But um, <laughs> but I feel like but because of the fact that I've been so, so determined about that journey, it has filled everything else that I've done this year. So when it comes to THS... One of my friends actually said to me when I was talking about how I feel like I don't do enough, they were like, you do realize that you run four different, uh, four different Instagram pages, four different, uh, Twitter pages, (laughs) three different accounts on Facebook. They're like, what do you mean you don't feel like you do enough? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. Like in my head, I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like there's not enough attention on several of those things you're talking about. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So it just never feels enough. But of course, we're always our biggest critics. But I will say that I've held myself accountable as far as making sure that I'm going to some of those other pages, like the revolutionary, uh, well, like the revolution pages. I need to go to those more because THS and uh, the love movement get a lot of love. You know, with the love movement being yoga, with THS being the podcast, of course, they're going to constantly get fed. But the company <clears throat> itself doesn't get as much attention. So I've done my best this year to get back into making sure that people know the umbrella for which everything else is under. So, you know, I held myself accountable for that and was like, you need to make sure that you're constantly putting something on both of those pages as well so that people know that that exists. Um, Also, when it comes to uh, the love movement, I keep it it keeps being these it it feels like once again, a roller coaster. This one more of a negative (laughs) where it's like it goes up and we're really at a high. Everything's great. And it slowly becomes it starts to come down. I get people who are super interested and I have those that stick and stay. Then I have those that are just like, oh, that's too much money. And I'm like, do you know my rates? Do you know what you could be getting charged for yoga? (laughs) You're saying that this is too much money? What? What? Like, do you know that someone who's 15 years old and works at McDonald's could afford to pay for yoga classes with me? You better get out of my face. You better get completely out of my face. Seriously. But I've held myself accountable. And it's just like, listen, you don't give up. You keep going out here and you keep promoting what it is that you're doing. And even though we're talking about holding, you know, ourselves accountable, I do want to give a shout out to you really quick. In times on the podcast where I've forgotten to promote myself, you've promoted me. So I thank you for that. I just want to put that out there really quick. <laughs> you know, I'm talking how I write. So, you know, it's just giving back what was given to me, you know? Reciprocal. You know? I'm on balance. Create balance. Yes. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so this the, the last six months have been powerful for me because it's, it's been a thing of, you know, this year I turned 39 and it's like, dude, we don't know what we're going to feel like next year because this is just 39. For some reason, I feel like there's going to be a switch in preparation for 40 and I'm like, let's make sure I'm in a good headspace when that switch comes. <laughs> so do that work right now before this supposed <laughs> midlife crisis thing starts. <laughs> it's like, go ahead. Go ahead and put yourself into a really good space in preparation for this. So yeah, I, I, I definitely give myself a pat on the back for the way I've held myself accountable in 2018 so far. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I'm excited for where both of us are going in the second half of this year and what it is that we're going to accomplish. So we, wow. And I just thought about that. So we're on both ends. Your birthday is in the first half. My birthday is in the second half. Look at that. Look at us always being balanced. Mm-hmm. And then we're, we're water and air. So we're actually the complete opposite ends when it comes to elements as well. Yes. Look at us. Indeed. I'm sorry. That was so random. I don't know how my mind just picked up on all that just now. But anyway. (laughs) So what we want you guys to do is we want you to share some of your stories with us about how the first half of the year has been for you. So make sure in the comments, wherever you're listening to this at, because of course we're all over the place, comment in the section. Let us know what it is you've done. Also hit us up on Twitter. 
and let us know how you've been holding yourself accountable over the last six months. And wherever you're posting it on social media, make sure you use the hashtag THS podcast and let's get healed. Use both. Use one. Either way, that way we'll be able to find your comments. Looking forward to hearing how you all have been working your way through 2018, the year of the Phoenix. So, yeah, we're about to make our way into good news, BHW. So, we will be back after the water. (laughs) All right, welcome back. Now it's time for good news. I cannot deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> so no, um, I what's another joint good news? Because I didn't have any personal in my own life good news. But or even you want to share the good news with the people with the misfits? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so this airs on July third. So I say that first to say that once I say this to you guys, you still have time to make up for the past two days. So we're doing something right now called the TLM Smile Challenge. So this is going through the Love Movement, which is the wellness brand under Revolution, as well as THS Podcast. So what we're doing is that we're going to start from July 1st, which was two days ago, making our way to the very end of July, smiling every day and taking pictures. So what you'll do with each of the pictures, and it can be in different locations and everything, can be with other people in the pictures with you, all of that stuff. Get as unique as possible. And what you're going to do is when you take the picture, you're going to explain on the picture why you're smiling. And I think it's beautiful right now because we're also acknowledging Minority Mental Health Month. So all of us beautiful melanin-filled people need to show up for one another, you know, (laughs) and we need to let each other know it's going to be okay. If there's something that you're going through right now, go ahead online, click the TLM Smile Challenge hashtag and get your love in. Like, just look at all these wonderful stories. Or even if people are sharing their smiling through pain, at least you can look at that and be like, you know what? I am too. I'm going through a whole lot right now by looking at these pictures and letting me know I want to smile. So I'm asking anyone who's listening to this, please, it doesn't matter how you personally feel about me. It doesn't matter how you personally feel about Brandon. It's bigger than us, you know? I would like for everyone to be able to see that there's joy out here in the world, especially with something like mental health. We need to make sure that we're showing up and showing out for everybody. So let this be something where we put away any feelings that we have, even if you're somebody listening to the show where you're not the biggest fan of happiness. Just do this one picture, even if you don't do it all month long. One picture. Imagine, just think to yourself, some boy or girl who may end up going online or a man or a woman and they click on that hashtag and see all of these beautiful black brown faces that are on there smiling through whatever it is they're going through. Smiling because they got a new job. Smiling because they just got engaged. Smiling because they saw their parent for the first time in a few years, you know? (laughs) Smiling because they they ate some food and it was really good to them. John Doe, come on. Come on. Out the oven. Yes, now. You had a Krispy Kreme, the hot sound was on. Come on. McDonald's fries fresh out the grease. Yes, yes, God. Come on. Sorry. You felt that. It spoke to your spirit. Listen, I'm here. Okay. So you haven't eaten today? Okay. So I really did speak to you. Okay. Understood. Understood. But yeah, so you guys can check out those pictures all over social media. You can go to Instagram, you can go to Twitter, you can go to Facebook, you can find them everywhere. We're smiling all over the place. For me, I know you can even check them out in my IG stories. I'm posting them there as well. So join in with us. Join in with us when it comes to smiling and putting some good love out there into the universe for Minority Mental Health Month. So uh, if people want to be able to walk with us on social media, how do they do that, BHW? Um, if you want to walk with us, the podcast, <laughs> you can do. <laughs> I was like, me on the podcast. No, the podcast <laughs> is on Twitter, it's underscore THS podcast. On Instagram, it's THS podcast. They can also find the love movement. Ooh, I'm getting around to the people. <laughs> we are TLM. We are TLM. I forget which one is which. That's the Twitter one, or is it both? Well, no. On Twitter, it's the TLM team. 
<laughs> and on Instagram is we are TL. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, because when I'm like tagging, I'm always like, I know TLM is in there, damn it. Where is it? What's coming up? And the, the official website for the love movement is wearetlm.com. And of course, for the podcast, it's thspodcast.com. Real simple. You know, we make it easy for you. You feel me? It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. And if you want them to walk with you, where can they do that, sir? They can find me under Scorpiogi across all social media platforms. That's Scorpiogi, S C O R P I Y O G I. On spelling, I love it. Every time you spell it, I always laugh at the time you did misspelled it wrong. I so oh. I remember it every time. <laughs> I take my time in my head now. I take my time in my head every time. <laughs> you spell you all right, and I was like, that's not how you spell that. <laughs> if you would like to walk with me, <laughs> you can do it on Twitter and Instagram at Just Call Me Otis. <laughs> what is what is that? That they can't see your face. I didn't know what that was. I'm just waiting for the day where you shock all of us and you're like, you have another platform that people can walk with you on. It's like, okay, there we go. I have other platforms, but I don't post on them. So, touche. We won't be walking nowhere. So, so, we just need to find a way for them to connect to your Twitter and then we're all good. Okay. <laughs> Understood. Understood. <laughs> if we ain't connected to Twitter, we got a, we got a third one coming. Mm-hmm. Won't he do it? Yes. He will in the noonday. About to do it when I give me some food. Oh, I was about to say he about to do it when you get you some food. Look. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that is the end of the show. <laughs> we hope you guys have enjoyed healing through accountability with us. <laughs> we hope that you've been able to heal in some type of way either from the knowledge that we've dropped from the laughter that we've had something you were able to relate to this is your healing space and until next week we thank you so much we love you namaste namaste